Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 78 Health Reimbursement Arrangements. In the last episode, I taught you a little bit about health savings accounts. And I said they're a great tool for lowering your group health insurance costs. And I explained how they work, but I didn't explain exactly how they lower your costs. So I want to be sure and do that in this episode. But after, I teach you about health reimbursement arrangements. Let's rock this. So a health reimbursement arrangement is a vehicle that you can use to reimburse your employees' health care expenses. You set aside a designated amount for each eligible employee and then you use that money to reimburse their qualified medical expenses. HRAs are funded exclusively by you, by the employer. Your employees can't contribute to the HRA, and you can't reduce their earnings in order to fund it. The reimbursements are tax-free, as long as they're for qualified medical expenses, up to the maximum dollar amount for a coverage period. In other words... If you reimburse more than your HRA has established, then those excess amounts are taxable income. Now, generally, your employees can't participate in a health savings account at the same time that they're participating in a health reimbursement arrangement. There are a few limited exceptions, though, like you could sponsor a retirement health reimbursement arrangement or retirement HRA, for your employees at the same time that you're sponsoring a health savings account. The retirement HRA only reimburses medical expenses incurred after retirement. Now, you have a lot of flexibility in the design of your HRA. For example, there's no limit to how much you can contribute, and you can define what type of expenses get reimbursed, as long as they generally qualify for the IRS medical and dental expense deduction. But just like with health savings accounts, you can't reimburse non-prescription medication unless it's insulin or your employee has a prescription for the medication even though it's available without one. An HRA doesn't have to be tied to a group health plan, let alone a high-deductible health plan like the HSA, but they usually are. Once an employee incurs the expense, they take the receipt, they send it in to you, and you reimburse them with the check. You can reimburse them through payroll, on their payroll check. You can even use debit cards, credit cards, or stored value cards to make the reimbursement. But again, remember that any reimbursements or distributions that you make to them that aren't qualified medical expenses, that's taxable income and has to be reported on their W-2. So after listening to episode 77, the last episode, You now understand a little bit about health savings accounts and health reimbursement arrangements. So how are they similar? How are they different? And which one's the best for your situation? First, let's go over how they're similar. They're both an employee benefit. They both allow for the payment of qualified medical expenses with tax-free money. And they both encourage more educated buying decisions or more involvement in the treatment that they receive. And that's pretty much it. How are they different? 
Well, both you and your employees can contribute to a health savings account, but only you as the employer can contribute to a health reimbursement arrangement. The funds in a health savings account belong to your employees, and each employee has their own account, whereas the funds in an HRA belong to you. If an employee terminates, they forfeit that money. There's a limit to the amount of money that can be paid into an HSA, or health savings account, each year, whereas there is no limit to the amount of money that you can set aside in a health reimbursement arrangement. Health savings accounts can only be used with a high-deductible health plan, and health reimbursement arrangements can be used with any health insurance plan or even without a health insurance plan. So which is best for you? Well, HRAs are much easier to manage, and they're arguably better at employee retention. But on the other hand, if I were an employee, and I had the choice between two employers, one that offered an HSA and one that offered an HRA, then I'd go with the HSA, generally speaking. I mean, it's not that simple, because you have to look at how much the HRA will reimburse versus how much the employer is contributing to the HSA, and how much the max out-of-pocket costs are for the high-deductible health plan. But the reason that I like the HSA so much is because the money belongs to me, again, speaking as an employee, and I know I'm not going to use 100% of it every year. And I can also contribute and take full advantage of the max contribution. So if my employer contributes 25% of the max, I can contribute the rest, and I'm avoiding payroll tax on those contributions, And my employer is also avoiding the FICA match on whatever I contribute. Now, over time, that can grow into a nice little sum. Also, with the HSA, employees are more diligent consumers than they are with the HRA because it's their money. And and when they're more diligent about their health care, that will translate into lower future premiums. Now, one last thing I want to clarify as it relates to your contributions, an employer contribution, to your employee's health savings account. In the last episode, we talked about making comparable contributions to all employees in the same class and how these classes can be things like employment status, full versus part-time, hourly versus salary. That's only if your contributions are made through a Section 125 cafeteria plan. If not, then the only way the contributions are comparable is if they're the same amount for each employee based on their coverage type, whether it's individual or family coverage. So I just wanted to clarify that. Well, there you have it. That's health reimbursement arrangements. And again, we talked about health savings accounts in the last episode. So between the two, you'll have a good understanding of uh, what the options are. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.